0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast radio show coming to you on this Friday, November the 18th, 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are chopping it up with Dr. Jennifer Huberty today on the podcast. Before I jump into all that real quick, um... The Jeremy Scott Fitness app is live. We just kicked off the 30 for 30 challenge here for you guys on Monday. So they're on day number five right now. If you guys want to jump in, uh, you can still roll with it, even though if you're a week behind, we do not care, fitness.app It'll be inside there. As soon as you guys begin, we'll give you a free seven-day trial. So if you like it, you guys can stay with us for a couple pennies a day. If you think it sucks, uh, you can go somewhere else. And I'm happy to point you in a direction that will help you if you do not like what we do. But we're giving away a week for free to see if you guys dig it. And then obviously, inside of that challenge, all the grand prizes we're giving away, plus weekly prizes for a bunch of other fun stuff. You guys will get all my weekly workouts. I think there's like 15 programs in there there and like over a thousand other workouts so there's more uh, fitness forever I mean it would last you 10 lifetimes you'll never do all the stuff and we're going to add new stuff every week because we're going crazy and that's what we do so if you guys want to check it out jeremyscottfitness.app you get the first week for free and any questions from there just ask we'll pump all this in the show notes and then you guys already know this episode is brought to you by my homies at athletic greens the one thing I take every single day and I never miss you guys still need to eat real food obviously, but it's tough to eat like, I don't know, 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't even do that. And I know a lot of you don't as well. You should try. But when you can't, you should take Athletic Greens on top of that to kind of cover the gaps in your nutrition, at least the micronutrients. There's a probiotic in there. There are digestive enzymes in there as well. If you guys want a free sample, don't feel weird, reach out to us. I'll have Monica send you a free pack right to your front door. I don't care where you live. We'll get it to you. You can try it. It is the best tasting greens on the planet, in my opinion. If you like it from there, we'll throw in a year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with order number one. And let's be real, we've all drinking much worse things than just greens. So that stuff never helped you. This certainly will. So if you guys want to check it out, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get all the free stuff or hit me up for a free sample, and I'll get it out to you guys on Monday. And all of our other amazing sponsors are in the show notes, but I'm too lazy to list them off here. So there's that. So, what up, dude? <laughs> Welcome back. What up? Thanks. So, um, <laughs> for these guys who don't who don't know you, you can give like your brief, how important you are, um, and all the all the things you've done. You don't have to go the whole gamut. Just give them a, well, let's a, see. The Cliff's My, Notes first. Yeah.
1: So, um, I'm a scientist, a research scientist. Was in academics for 20 years. Left for industry. Um, I am the former head of science for the mobile meditation app com so I spent five years with them and now I am running my own show as a fractional chief science officer for a number of companies helping them leverage and integrate science to bring value to their products and or services but my PhD is in ex-phys and I've been working in behavior change and stress management meditation yoga all those things on the digital side for many 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 years
0: so what is a fractional chief science
1: officer that sounds made up it is made up yeah Jeremy. sounds
0: like Jeremy Scott Fitness yeah. sounds about as real That's as, right. as mine business. well
1: okay so there's fractional chief finance officers and there's fractional chief technological officers basically companies that don't need to pay these folks full-time but they do need someone with vision and direction to make sure their their stuff's good to go and so that's what I'm doing so you a company might not need a full-time chief science officer but science is such a big part of business or should be and so um, yeah they hire me to I I guess it ranges I I hire scientists for them or um, I develop studies for them Um, I basically I can come in and take a look at the science that's already going on and revamp their science. I look at like all the touch points of the customer, what questions are being asked and how they can use that information for marketing, partnerships, sales. Um, It just depends basically on where the company's at. And so you leave Calm,
0: which is the number one sleep and meditation app, right? Yeah. In the app store? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Why bounce? Because you just want to do your own stuff? Well, I was there. So I was there four years contracted while I was at ASU. But let's be honest, I was really working full time and then a year on on full time just at com after I left ASU. And to be honest, five years at one digital health company in the space is like it's your tenure, like you're you're pretty much you've done your lifespan. So they say three to five years is average lifespan. And why is that? I don't really know. I think it's more because, I think it's because these these startup companies, they kind of continue to reinvent themselves and refocus themselves and pivot based on market, pivot based on the economy, whatever's going on. And some, like some make it, some don't. Right. And yeah. then, yeah. And so, so Calm, you know, was beginning to switch a little bit, their vision you know, um, the vision about science, the vision on like where the company was going, the two CEOs that were there when I when I started were no longer there, it was a new CEO and they brought in some new people. And so things were just changing and I, I really was taking a look at like, where do I wanna be, what do I wanna be doing? And I just decided it was a good time to say like, hey, all these companies are, are asking me how I did what I did at Calm and I could probably do this on my own. And I actually have one of my best guy friends, 35 years. He marries contractors to businesses. And, um, he was like, I don't even know why you're doing this. You should be doing your own thing. He's been saying to me, this to me for years. And finally I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to try it
0: <laughs> because like you can make more money and kind of pick and choose what you want to do.
1: I mean, I didn't know if I was going to make more money. I was hopeful, but, um, you just thought you'd be like a loser. Just making yeah. fifty grand a year now and it's like oh, this yeah is it. well it's funny because one of my um, mentors who was the chief growth officer at Calm Dun Wang she told me Jen you'll never make less than you are making at Calm ever again in your life you grow and 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 I was like no way <laughs> but yeah it I mean it's definitely you know the money's different um, but you're you're dependent it's not like a it's not like you're gonna get your check every month guaranteed, you know, you got to see what's happening with your contracts and, and such, but I guess nothing's guaranteed in life. Right. So,
0: well, I would say, and again, I've been doing this for on my own for over 13 years now. And I think years ago, people would look at it like first, well, the space has changed. Like the calm didn't exist 13 years ago. That's That's not a thing. That's right. Uh, being retired from fitness, that's not a, That was not a thing. And now it can be a thing. And so when I started this, people were probably like, you're such a dipshit. You're gonna start this fake company with your name on it. And you're gonna do fitness for a living. What a complete loser. People literally would message me that that I went to college and high school with. Now they're super nice now. But that was the, kind of the narrative back then. And the way I looked at it was I'm like, well, I guess I could always go back to a shitty job that I had before I go. But the reality is, once you start to build up like a business, and you have multiple clients, I would literally have to get fired today by like 3,000 people at once and 10 companies at one time to make $0. And even mm-hmm. then I would still be making money where if you work at a, a calm or you work at a target or wherever, you get one check from one person and they could tell you tomorrow like, Hey dude, thanks, but it's over. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're doing is actually way safer. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my opinion, cause you
1: probably have something at all times. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we are in control. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've only been out, if you will, like uh, 70 days, let's say 75 days and some of those are weekends, right? So not very long, a couple of months. And yeah. I'm on track to definitely make more money. Um for sure, but that's not why I'm doing it, although it's a nice part of it. It's more of like I have control of like what I do. And like, even when I do it, it's like today I had some things this morning, but now I'm here and then I'm helping out a friend and it's like, I don't have to check into anybody. Will I have to get some work done this weekend? Of course, I still have to put in my time, yeah. but it's like back to like professor life where you do it when, when you need to. And the other cool thing I'll say is that like working with companies that are either digital startups so like they have no funds or they're like friends and family all the way to like series c or d where they're they just got 25 million dollars like i'm working in all those ranges the passion is the same from the from the guy who's starting this thing to the girl who's you know running this big big thing so it's pretty cool to to be with those kind of people like the motivation the inspiration the passion they're definitely like get up and go. Let's get shit done. I want to do, do right. I want to make a difference. That stuff feels good. So you're like working with those kinds of people all the time. Cause their life right now. That's right. They're trying to make ends meet for their, they're, they're trying to sell their idea. They want their idea to come to life. And so they're willing to do the work. And, um, but just the motivation and inspiration of those people that I'm coming in across is just like wow this is super cool well when it's your own shit you care about it of course at this of course like you do like i
0: do like these guys Mm -hmm. in that space is it like we say this in fitness too because it's you know people will will, young kids will come in here hey you know it's so saturated and this is true and there's not room for more shitty people there's always room for (laughs) for really good people they're just in every industry but there's a lot is the, that market, the digital app market of health, meditation, all these things, is it oversaturated?
1: Well, it just depends on what market you're talking about. So like in digital health, like mostly I work in mental health. Um, I do work with physical health as well, but mostly in mental health. And um, the mental health market is getting pretty saturated, I would say. I mean, I guess it just depends like – let's say direct to consumer right d to c or b to c whatever you want to call it so that's like calm and headspace yeah those are the two top the popular ones. ones yeah yeah it's like Calm has what like 4.5 million paying users they pay money to use their app they the and then the rest of them are at headspace right and then the smiling mine and there's a couple other you know 10 percent happier those the those are like there's like maybe six to eight like in the right below them that's it. Like that's it. What are you going to do? Create an app that's going to compete with that? It's not going to happen. Like that, that that's in my opinion that market's done. I can go to Calm or I can go to Headspace pretty much. I mean, besides having niche content for different populations of people um who experience different things, but but really that market is done. And then you go, okay, if I'm a business person and I'm going to continue to grow, now I got to hit a different market. So D to C is done. Now I go to B to B. So now I'm selling to employers, right? Employers are becoming saturated with options now. Like
0: where, like a whole company would bring on, like because we talk about in our stuff. If I've had a guy, he like loves our shit. He's like, "Well, I want you to be the app for like what we do at our company. I want everything to, to do Jeremy that's Scott and stuff." Market. I'm like, so and we would obviously give him a deal. He'd buy things in bulk, and that's great. 100% we a hundred percent. You should totally be doing there's that. There's a trillion of me. No, no, there's not. Like I'm unique and whatever, but it depends what you want to get out of it. There's so many, th- you know what I'm saying? Like there's a million fitness people. But
1: but this person, so if he runs a company, right, he's got to pay for everybody's insurance. Yeah. And so if he can get, what's the the general population says that 25% of people will start something and stick to it. And the rest of them are going to be like either not touch it at all or back and forth, right? So if you think about that, let's say he has 100 people working for him. He can bet that 20 of them are going to get in shape using your app pretty much and p- probably stick to it, you know, or be inconsistently consistent. Yeah. So if he gets 20 people to be more fit, he's saving money in the end. So what he pays you for the licensing for that, for those memberships, probably cost him way less than it does to pay for those 20 people's heart problems right all those other things so sure. so that's that's why it's a it's genius but you need a scientist who can go in and actually evaluate what's happening then you get to use those numbers um, to sell to the next person who's thinking about this for his company In like her company
0: and do you see companies now like they because obviously they want to quantify it Right. For sure. So okay, if we pay X, are we going to save right. or make? You see, people now are like they're open to it. Companies like obviously now compared to five years ago, for their mental health stuff.
1: Well, they or are, physical. Well, yeah. no, they are open to it, but they're saturated with options. So I'm I'm I own a big box company, and I got ten people standing at my door saying, "Here's your mental health solution." How am I going to pick the one that's going to work? You know what I'm going to do? Which one of you have cost-effectiveness data that will show the value in my purchase if none of them have it He's gonna find someone that does if one of them has it He's gonna purchase that one or she I can't shouldn't keep saying he I should say she yeah, but but you know what? I'm saying so like they want to know about cost-effectiveness again. They're trying to save money, especially now in this political climate and you know whatever so so that's, that's what matters is like, what's the, what's the value in the end? Yeah. I want to see my employees get healthy, but really I want to save money.
0: Well, cause I hear like, obviously like we're I work with a ton of corporate people and it's kind of the, the narrative between them is like, Hey, my company, I think cause the world is a shit show um as David Jack would say like imperfect people in imperfect world how would it be any better than this we're all a bunch of weirdos so it's it's (laughs) not that bad when you really break it down but it has been a dumpster fire like in terms of the economy business (laughs) and everything and you'll get companies saying on one hand hey we want you guys to like do what's best for your mental health take your breaks do whatever but hit all these fucking goals make sure you do everything on your matrix you have to work like there's like this there's these conflicting arguments like on both sides and so what, how does that, I guess, what does that look like for people in the, in the future? Like when you guys think about it or look at it, like, what is this going to look like the future of like, you know, whether it's the apps with like relaxation and meditation, like obviously there's a need for it, but like, where well, does it go?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if this is what I think you're talking about is like all these things are behaviors that people have to do. So just like exercise is a behavior. You got to get someone like they sign up. You're going to get more people that come through your door in the next, um, in 60 days, you're going to have an uptick in people for like a good month, right? January, New Year's resolutions, more people are going to come and then they're not going to come anymore.
0: Probably for in Scottsdale, it's a little different because it's like we're so vain uh, here compared to other places. No offense, everybody. We well, want to look good. It's, it's well, it's different. Like Scottsdale is different than, you know, Oklahoma. Oh my or God, or
1: Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. <laughs> you guys can
0: bash her. I usually say Nebraska. Sorry, everybody. Oh. um, but I have nothing against Nebraska. If you're like from, you know, let me say like Anoka, Minnesota. Like it's not the same as Scottsdale. Like it's That's cold right. out. We don't dress the same. That's whatever. That's right. But here, from January probably till. Like March ish. Okay, April. you're gonna have your uptick because then when it gets hot as shit here, yeah. Then this is our winter time.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, same thing. Okay, so fair enough. But it's still a behavior. You still have to get people to do it. So like this mental health stuff, it's like, yeah, here's here's the app we're gonna offer all our employees. But then yeah, you got to get this done. You got to get this done. You got to get this done. And so that's another thing too. Is like, what are the behavioral strategies, organizational strategies that you can have to support people in their behavior? So if you're gonna give them an app like a Calm or a Headspace, it's like you got to give them time to use it. Are you going to give them time to meditate during your workday? Everybody gets 15 minutes. You're going to have a group meditation where everybody in the company is welcome to come at Ten to ten fifteen and meditate, or and this is just in this one example, but it could be any, it could be anything like this brain health initiative I'm working on in at UT Dallas in the Brain Health Center. It's like, okay, we're improving brain health. Are you going to give everybody ten minutes to use their module every day to take their brain breaks? Literally, the the recommendation is brain break. So that means not working. That means not looking at a computer. That means going outside in nature. That means standing on your head. That means whatever it is. Every to, hour? Um, not necessarily every hour.
0: You guys are wasting – I mean, well, But that's what I'm saying. It's, like a, it's smoke, like, like a smoke break, but you're not smoking.
1: Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you get two of them a day. But that's a real thing. A brain break? Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: I don't think I've ever had one. I mean, I'm, I'm not no, that smart, so maybe I don't need it. But.
1: nobody, because nobody, I'm learning all this working with this brain health center. This is the best thing about my job is like science is science, right? But like so- exercise
0: is a brain break, right? Or no? Yes.
1: Yeah. Exercise.
0: Like I'm a dummy, so I'll go push a sled outside with no music <laughs> and I don't hear anything. And I'm just pushing this stupid ass sled up and down the alley back here.
1: Yeah. I would have to have music.
0: Yeah i'm a psychopath like
1: i know you are yeah. <laughs> i see you on instagram I'm yeah, like I'm there he is on his vacation taking his greens and not drinking any alcohol <laughs> yeah what
0: a fun guy yeah my wife's really lucky i know uh but no I, that's curious that because i don't did that exist 10 years ago like I, i'm just thinking brain of like, breaks yeah. no
1: well they should have but like i we, agree but we have an exact we have a problem that's been exacerbated by all the changes and everything that's happening. It's like, everyone's like, Oh, COVID contributed to all these mental health issues or COVID's the cause. It's like COVID is not the fucking cause. COVID is a contributor. Maybe an accelerant to something. or things. okay. An accelerant. Sure. But we've had major issues happening for a long time that we continue to ignore for years. And also not to mention technology has changed in the last, you know, 15 20 years dramatically like we used to meet in person and then we went to group based and now we're like solo on an app by ourselves it's like and and we go to dinner and we don't talk to anybody at the table because we're all on our phones it's like it's f- ho- it's horrible we're fucked it's it's, it's it go- is it is that i tr- i believe that it's social media and technology that's contributing to the mental health problems as much as more than anything else is because we're all we're all in avoidance we're all we we don't want to get real um be present like i don't know we're all hiding it's like a it's like a workaholic or or an alcoholic it's like something to stand behind because then you don't have to like be who you really are and like participate in the world
0: well it's like you're in and i say this about fitness too Um, and I'll get to this because, and I hate this, but it's like, I'm in the Titanic basically. And I got like a cup to, to get the water out and I just keep shoveling this cup. And I'm like, it's going down, bro. Like, it was like, is that. I mean, it's very like fatalistic viewpoint of things in terms of health, though, because when you look at the projections, people are just getting fatter and unhealthier and everything. Mm -hmm. And when you look at technology, and I'm super thankful for it, like I wouldn't meet you. Like I couldn't provide you any value really without it because I'm just a dummy in a warehouse. But now I can because I can reach people, you know, what I'm saying like, and I've met all these people and I'm more real on the internet than I am in person. If you think of like, this is the matrix, it's not the matrix, because I can talk to a million people today on the phone, and I'm only going to meet 10 people in person. So what's mm-hmm. real, what's not real, which is mm-hmm. messed up. But I didn't grow up with it. And then you see kids and, the, and how it swallowed people. Ten years ago, the technology, I guess, in the last ten years has done more than it did 200 years before that. Yeah. 2,000 years before 100%. that. It's so fast. Mm-hmm. We don't even know what the fuck we are doing and like how you're reacting to it. And that's why I say like, if you can step back from your life and like audit it, to see what behaviors you're doing or if you do look at the screen time which most people don't because they'd be embarrassed what is the stat now most people are looking at screens at least eight hours a day mm-hmm. I don't mean just your phone like your computer your tv all mm-hmm. the shit combined mm-hmm. we are not built for that
1: mm. no we're definitely not that's actually one of the nice things about working remotely is like and also working for myself but also because I have a mindfulness practice and I I think we talked about this last time but like I literally have things scheduled in my day that, like, it. I just write focus, or all, which means don't talk to me. I'm not talking to anyone else. I'm doing my own work. Or it's just, I just put in yoga. And it's just, like, I hold these spots where it's, like, Every day, I take a 20-minute walk. Now that the weather is amazing here, let's be honest. I I would go to my gym and do 20 minutes on a treadmill when it's too hot or whatever. But every day, I get out 20 to 30 minutes and walk. And I just block it out of my calendar. And no one can take that time from me. And those, because we aren't built, I'm not built to sit there. I have a sit-stand station. I do stand up. Like, you know, when I go eat my lunch, I go into the kitchen, and I stand at my bar and eat I don't sit down because I've been sitting and you know I try to think about all the ways sometimes I lie on the floor with my dogs for you know my 10 minute break but we are not built for it no way no how it's 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 horrible but but back to the social media thing I think it's um it's super sad and actually one of the things with when we talk about mental health saturation of the market is that now Because first we went after adults' mental health. Now it's like everyone's into the, you know, children, youth, adolescents, and teen. Like a business model, you mean? Like, yeah, like targeting those populations because it's kind of like first we went to adults and we forgot about all the kids. We also forgot about the relationships between parents and children. And if a parent is um, having mental health issues, it's probably going to be, you know, somewhat impacted, you know, by the child or you know, on to the child. And so, um, that's the other thing too, is these kids are growing up. Like they're literally growing up with phones at like four. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely a little bit of a helicopter mom. I have to be honest, but my kids are 10 and 13. And so they have iPhones. Yes. Both of them have iPhones. Real ones. Yes. Real ones. They can Google. They can Google, like they can go on like so. So no, any so, website like Pornhub,
0: so, Pornhub and shit.
1: No, no, because I, they all have, they all have. They're on that the this Apple plan that they can't do anything without okay. me hitting permission. But my thirteen year old hanging out with this kid down the street. I hope they don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. Who I don't really want him hanging out with anymore. Showed my son how to come out of the family plan. on on the phone and taught him how to download TikTok because he's been begging for TikTok because all his friends have TikTok and I'm like I am not your friends and I'm not your friend's mother my job is to protect you and you have your whole life to be on TikTok, but when you're under my roof, I will decide when you get to use TikTok. You don't know who's on TikTok and what they're doing, and I don't want you involved in it. So he ended up getting TikTok, and thank God he has a three-year-younger n- little brother that loves to tattle on him, Snitched him which up. I totally am trying not to encourage. I'm like... But secretly, Nolan, you you should not be telling on your brother. And I'm saying to my husband, "Thank fucking God he told us." Yes. So I was like, "Where's your phone, G?" And he hands me his. He goes, "Oh, right here." I go, "Hand me it." He goes, "Why?" I'm like, "Just give me your phone." And then I he hands it to me. I go, "Thank you." He goes, "What are you doing with my phone?" I go, "It's my phone. I pay for it, and it's now mine again." Like, and he's like, "Why?" And I go, "Is there TikTok on here?" Sure enough. He has a little thing. He's holding his dog. And like, I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy, but it's going to be gone for a while. And so it's been two weeks. No phone. Can't use it at all whatsoever.
0: Like, does he melt as soon as you take it or is he all right? Or he knows he he knows he fucked up. Well,
1: no, I had a conversation with him and said like, Do you know that there's like sexual predators on the other side of these things there's people who like there's stories of moms who lose their kids because the kid makes a decision because they think they know something i'm like you're seeing with your two eyes straight ahead right now you're 13 and as you get older you're able to have more peripheral vision on life my job is to make sure that the peripheral things that you can't see i'm protecting you from until you grow to see them and so I have to take your phone for now until we can figure out what the rules are going to be and how I'm going to make sure that you're not on social media. And you're also not allowed to play with that kid anymore unless it's outside in front of the house. Not my house, not his house, not his backyard, no basketball, front of my house, and that is it. Gangster shit. That was the end of that. You know what, though? My parents were like that with me, and I, I, I'm fine. Did I party? Yes. Did I experiment with drugs? If you call pot a drug, marijuana a drug, then sure I did. It's medi- but I was, medication Okay, now. it's medication, but I experimented with medication. Same here. And I, for the first time in my life, one month ago, I had a psychedelic experience that was therapeutic. Like I was like the whole shebang, six hours in a bed with a person. Did That's you, the extent of my – I feel like I turned have to, out fine. Did you fun. have to
0: purge? Purge. Like it's your psychedelic experience. Did it come out? Oh
1: no! Like that's all, I I did psilocybin.
0: Okay, yeah. I've had people do. I had a guy in here Sunday. He's done He did everything. He's ayahuasca, what? probably. That's the yeah. stuff that supposedly uh, you. He did ayahuasca, DMT, frog poison. He's in the whole the whole show.
1: That's yeah. pretty deep. I, I'm working with a psychedelic company right now, and I love them. But um. But these
0: are becoming not. i we have off topic. But we yeah. have a, a friend too, a doctor. He started a, a ketamine clinic, California so yeah into that shit. so
1: the, so that's the so i work with um i'm the f- uh fractional <laughs> chief science officer Meetup meet job <laughs> but um for curio it's called curio and they do ketamine at home um, how the fuck does that they're work? licensed in four states but someone and then comes they to have, your house and then they have coaching and therapy that goes along with the ketamine no no um you, you have its- a coach on zoom who monitors you taking the ketamine, the swallowing process, everything, watches you the whole time, all during your experience, talks to you after and within 24 hours, you have another session with the coach. And then you take ketamine like on on a regimen. There's an MD that runs, the, the CEO is an MD and she's been doing ketamine as part of her, you know, she's, she's a legitimate doctor. Yeah. Anyway. She like, has, doc, like Dr. Oz. No, not like Dr. Oz or Dr. Phil no.
0: or... I do, like doc- oh. I do like Dr. Phil. Do you like Dr. Phil?
1: That guy's a crock of... Hope. I listened
0: to him on Rogan and he just sounded like a normal dude. I've never seen the show.
1: Oh, I'll have to listen to it. He was on, talking
0: about like the social media stuff and how it's fucked and stuff, like how similar to this. Dr. Oz, I don't know either.
1: But. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Oz, that's a piece of work too. Yeah. There's one other doctor. I won't say his name because I've worked with him and... He's all celebrity. If you look at his thing, he's got no science behind anything that he says. But everybody listens to him. It's very interesting. You have to tell me when it's. I will when we get off up. record. There's a
0: lot of do. You, do you follow any? I don't think you have topic. What does ketamine uh, do oh. for people who are listening? Like ketamine, what the well, hell Well, it's that?
1: basically it's it's like a. Um, they used to use it. It's a prescribed drug, and they used to use it for. I think it was like veter, veterinary related and then then they realized and I don't know a lot about ketamine I'm still learning but they realized that there were some things that it does to help with people who are depressed and being treated for depression but without success and so it doesn't have as long of a life like the impacts for positivity on like you know, improving depression isn't as long lasting as like a plant based medicine, like a, like a, um, psilocybin, or, you know, like a mushroom, Yeah. but it, over time, it's supposed to really help people again, who have not been able to be successful with treatment of depression. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of back and forth on, is it an addictive, you know, is it addictive? Is it bad for you if you do it for a long time? But the point isn't to do it forever. The point is to work on your shit while you're having the sessions with a coach, with a therapist to start to make changes. So for example, practicing mindfulness, God forbid, right? Like, but sometimes you're in such a depressed state, you can't even, you can't even practice mindfulness.
0: You're like crippled.
1: Like it's like, yeah. yeah. So if you can get past that and start to see that and then start to exercise, Eat better like do the things and then you have some behavior change so this company is basically doing that but yeah you can go into a clinic and do it intravenously this way is um, taking um, it orally and I'm working with them we're gonna do some badass science coming up and I'm s- super pumped
0: and they do psilocybin too
1: so what they're doing right now is ketamine, but when psilocybin is legalized, as it slowly moves, yeah. they're, they're setting up for um, Explain psychedelic pe- as- people assisted are like, therapy, basically coaching and therapy for people who want to ha- use psychedelics. Yeah.
0: And people are like, what the hell is psilocybin?
1: So yeah, it's, it's a mushroom and it's just doing shrooms basically, yeah. but, but it's in large dose. Oh, Like, so you can do it recreationally, like take, like, I think it's one, I don't know what the thing is, but I know the number is one, like go have a glass of wine and take like one, whatever the measure is. And then that's just like one cap, just whatever. And then it's like, okay, that's like go party and have fun and just chill with your friends and talk and laugh or whatever. And like, oh, the wall's moving and like stuff like that. But the, I took like four. So it's like, I was like down for the count. Like you I had to be helped to the restroom.
0: Oh, because you're like tripping balls.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. no, but so the point of it though is to like get why did you... rid of yeah so the point of it is to get rid of your logical mind and tune into your inner being and it fucking works. I've been meditating for, let's see. my daughter would be like um, 11, 12. So like 12 years, right? Yoga practice, meditation practice. I could have meditated and done yoga till I was 85 and I would have never gotten to where I got in that one session. The, the, I have a um, podcast that I do with my brother called Mindful Vibin. And now it's
0: all, now all the dots are connecting.
1: Well, anyway. Your brother's out there. Yeah. Oh, I know. He, he does his own thing, but like. He's great, by the way. We do, we do this podcast, but anyway, this season we not, we hit it off and I talk about my experience of psilocybin, but. Um, I basically figured out the sole contract, like why I have my three children, my two boys that are living and my daughter that, that was born still at full term. Um, I completely understand like why we were brought together and it's amazing. Like it was the, it's, it was, I had such, such, um, I don't know just alignment with my inner being like really understanding like when people say you know when you go into i don't know if you've heard of in in yoga you go into shavasana at the end right it's the ultimate pose at the end you're supposed to be completely like within yourself or whatever you you can't really get there without getting rid of your logical mind and so you're able to like really be in touch with you at your soul level it's it's and if when people told me that, I was like, whatever the fuck that means. But then when I did it, I was like, holy fucking shit.
0: Well, it's like, because people would say like, you let go of your ego. That's right. And all the things That's that That's your logical of, mind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So nothing got in the way of that. So it's like, so I'll just give you like a little example is like, when, when my daughter was born still- I was really upset about the fact that like i have a certain relationship with my mother and i wanted to prove to myself that i could be the mom that my mom never was to my daughter but she never came she came but she was nine pounds and she was she was still when she was born
0: yeah
1: and so i had a really hard time grasping that because it's like god i never got to do that well when i was in my experience i learned my daughter was in my experience her soul was in my experience and she basically told me mom i'm soul like i that was a physical body but i'm soul and you're supposed to be doing this with grayson you're not supposed to be doing this it wasn't for me you weren't supposed to show the mom that you know you can be to me it's supposed to be for the son that you already have and it's interesting because grayson is my firstborn and everyone will tell you he is his mother son he is just like me and we are constantly butting heads and i have such resistance because i he does some things that drive me crazy but it's because it it reminds me of how I am, yeah. but also he's just like me, super sensitive. He cries a lot. Like I cried as a kid, everyone called me a crybaby, And so I worry what people think of him and how they're reacting to him. And like, is he going to be called a baby? And I want him to be considered cool. And like all my bullshit it, in insecurities, I'm always projecting onto him. Here. And so this experience made me be like, Holy fuck. I got to f- gotta do better on being all of who I can be because he's tapping into that shit. It doesn't matter how many times a day I tell him he's a cool kid. I have to show him I think I'm a cool person. Like that was this whole thing about me starting my own business, standing in my own two feet. I am a good enough scientist to do this. Why do I keep self-doubting myself? That's the shit he's learning from. That's going to make him this person and also that's me being the best mom that I can be for my kid, what I'm supposed to be proving to myself through my daughter. So that's like a, that's a huge life lesson that has like so many parts to it, all from Simon. Well, and
0: you, and you go into it like that was not your, like you didn't have any pre, you're just like, hey, I'm going to show up to no. this thing. Like,
1: You set intentions and my intention was... Um, tapping into my inner child, whatever that showed up as, had no attachments. I did want, I did not have any intentions on my daughter. I, I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I didn't really have any intentions. I said, mm, it'd be nice to know how she's showing up in our lives. That was it. No, no agenda there. And then what should, what's, what's the next step for me in my career? And that's all I went in, like, as in my intentions. And I got so much yeah. more than that.
0: Well, and it's true, like when you say like more is like we always say more is caught than taught because you can teach whatever. But I'm like, kids are pretty perceptive and they feel shit. So it's like then you meet people who the shit that you have came from somewhere. Typically, probably That's right. your mom, probably your dad. Oh, totally.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, and I'm already doing all the things that my parents didn't do just because those are important things to me. And so it's like being... It's like instead of beating myself up, being kind to myself, I'm doing the best job I can all the time. Well, it's weird
0: because you'll hear people now, and I think it's every generation. We talk about this on here. Uh, we just get softer and softer. Just It's just the nature of the game. Like my life is easier than my dad's life, yeah. his life, and, and so on. Because at some point we're talking like we're on the Oregon Trail, you know, and we're in a fucking wagon trying to make it. And people are dying from snake bites at 42 or like, right. you know uh, diphtheria or whatever the fuck, you know, dysentery, whatever's going on back in the day. <laughs> but as I look now, people will say, you know, kids today are X, Y, and Z. And obviously they're different, but I'm like, well, we're the fucking people in charge of them. Like they're your kids. Like they're your stuff. We're just basically putting our shit on everything it's, else.
1: It's funny you say who's in charge of them because kids will come over to my house to play with my kids. And I totally know what their parents are like by just having those kids in my house. I'm like, This is totally judgmental, but I'm like, you don't have any discipline. You have discipline. You know, like I can totally tell the kids that are running the show at home and the kids that are thinking about being a good human.
0: Well, it's crazy, too, because like I don't know how you guys do it with like that's why I asked if your kids have phones, because obviously like our nieces are getting to the age like where they like have phones, but they're fake phones where (laughs) she like Elise has an iPhone and she can message me on Facebook but only because like the mom approved and there's like some weird kind of Facebook, but doesn't have Instagram, mm. doesn't have TikTok. And again, even I'll see kids here who are three, four years old on
1: TikTok just watching videos. Oh, yeah, I know. Because so it's like, crazy, like YouTube
0: yeah. Kids or in whatever
1: else the shit is. YouTube Kids is legit. YouTube Kids, I sat next to a guy on a plane that was like high up at YouTube Kids. And he was doing sales, though. He was like getting people to do content and sh- telling us about how how YouTube makes crazy amounts of money oh, crazy bro. anyway. But the, the point is the guy was like, if there's anything you allow your kids to use, it should be YouTube, YouTube kids, kids. that you can't even take a scissors and like cut somebody's hair in a cartoon on YouTube kids because oh, they don't want a kid because they it. don't want a kid to see that. It's so protected. I was like, ah, oh, that's awesome. Cause both my kids still use YouTube kids. But, um, like, My but my other my older son was using YouTube and I noticed he's watching these guys play video games cuss and I had to put a kibosh to that like yeah I mean like you don't need to know this shit you will one day but not at thirteen like
0: but like when when is that like and that's the golden question like when when Cause you can't, the kids can't. And again, I didn't grow up with this shit and I don't get validation from it. I don't, I'm very thankful for it, but no offense to anybody. If you tell me I look good with my clothes off, I don't give a fuck. I'm old and married. I already know (laughs) what I look like, you know, but for some people, this is their, this is their everything. This is their world. Yeah.
1: But think about it. If I walk down the street and five people tell me they like my sweatshirt, it's going to be like, Oh, cool. I'm definitely wearing this sweatshirt a lot. If I take a picture of it. And I put it on Instagram and I get 50 likes. It's like, geez, nobody liked my outfit. You know what I mean? Like, but you know that, but, but I, I know, but I'm saying 13 year old. That's right. But that's why he shouldn't have that because he's got to get, he's got to get his own self situated. Let's go to high school. Let's figure some stuff out in high school and I understand at high school, it's going to be like, okay, everybody's got it and like being cool and I get it. And my husband and I have talked like maybe at high school, that's when we just say, okay, like... Because they'll be like, what is your kid Amish? You know what I mean? Yeah, saying, like, like exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But it but he's still in, in middle school and I don't believe that he needs to be on Facebook and Instagram. He's got enough to worry about with getting his homework done, showing up to basketball practice and not worrying about what kids think of him because he cry, he he's a sensitive emotional kid. He takes on a lot and he also cares a lot about other kids. So he's just extra sen- He's like an empath. And so I want him to like figure himself out on his own first before I jam social media down his throat.
0: No, I think any of the, the personality type I think matters too. That's right. Well, we we'll hear kids here. Like the kid will get like uh, like cyberbullied. bullied. Girls uh, are the worst. They tend to be like super vicious from the stuff we hear from parents. Like, you know, how girls look and they're, you know, you're too fat, your clothes, whatever, you're stupid, all these different things. And I just, I think of me at that age, like we didn't have it, thank God, obviously. But I was not a nice, like 13 year old kid. I was like a fuck face. Like, and it was like your group of friends is like, if the meaner you were to your friends, like the more you liked them, right? Like, so we would say the meanest shit possible, but that was like how you survived, like in this guy circle. That's not healthy either, Mm -mm. but I think I would have been like, oh, someone thinks I suck on the internet. I like to say that, but I don't know. I didn't hear that till I was like on a men's health platform when a million people tell me I suck shit, but I've already made it to like the pinnacle of this thing. And I have this self-confidence where you're 13, you don't. And you're That's here, right. and you're seeing it all the time. That's
1: right. I mean, he'll come home and he's like, now he's like saying, okay, well, um, mom, I noticed like my stomach is getting flabby, you know? And he's like, you know, everybody says you're supposed to have a six pack or a 10 pack or whatever. How, this
0: is a real? This like is f- a at 18? eighth
1: grade? Yeah. And so he's just like, I know he's just like, I don't have, you know, these things. And so first of all, I'm like, number one, your stomach doesn't make the person that you are. So let's like, I understand that these things are important to kids, but like, it doesn't make you the person that you are. You're still an amazing human being. If your stomach was seven times the size it is, or, you know, not. And I said, second, you're always in control of some of the decisions that you make for how you how you want to feel and like if you want to try to be more fit then you can go to the gym you can eat differently I was like why don't you start skipping dessert you know you eat dessert every night do you play sports or no yeah he plays basketball but um and he like like you know they'll get home from school and they put the rollerblades on and they're doing street hockey for two hours so but he he has more of a build like me right so he doesn't have the
0: Ectomorph.
1: Like he's super like not skinny. like yeah, like it's like I have muscle but like it's harder to see. Like I have to really, really work on my diet to even see a little bit of it. That's just naturally how I am. So that's how he is. Where his brother, is more like his dad. You can kinda naturally see muscle and he's not he doesn't even have any muscle. You know, he's yeah. ten, he's skinny. Um genetics so,
0: genetics are real, everybody.
1: Yeah, totally. They're real. And so anyway, so I'm I'm just trying to educate him on that. But yeah, he's coming home and saying those things. So like Why would I let him be on Facebook? I'm sorry, but I don't want to have the kid that's, that's. again, we were talking about mental health. Like, I want my kid to just figure out a little bit, give him a little bit of a chance to regulate his emotions. A little bit. At 13, you're just trying to, you're just figuring out that I have emotions that I can regulate. So give him a chance to do that. I understand at some point he's going to need to have it. He's not a, you know... What did you say? <laughs> like Amish? <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying anything. I'm making you say it. Well, <laughs> Amish. Amish don't use anything. That's true. They don't That's do true. shit. We grew up
0: around them. Like you drive yeah. behind them, they got a buggy with a little orange no light triangle on them. right.
1: No lights.
0: Um, like lanterns. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they use batteries
1: either. Yeah. Any no electronics. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Which is trippy. I mean, granted, they my kids play video games every night. They get like an hour of video games and all that, and yeah.
0: It's more so for like the predatory stuff and the social ramifications of it because I do, I don't know like where it goes. And that's like, obviously, I think the way fitness is done is better in person than like digitally. And I like the way we used to do it versus the app, but my opinion doesn't matter. I think Instagram is also stupid. Clearly, I'm wrong. So, like, we made an app because we can reach way more people. It's way more accessible. It's easy. That's where people live. And I say that because technology is like this one-way
1: street. Like, we're not going to go backwards. It's only going well, more now, and more forward. So, so, but I think though that we are trying to figure out ways now to integrate the the socialization that we used to have. Into technology, like how do you do a better job of that? Like the zoom, like zoom ish, you know what I mean? So it's like, like, do you like zoom? Well, like, I think zoom sucks. Well, I have no, I don't, to be honest, I choose not to have a judgment on it because I don't have a choice. That's how I operate. Yeah, now when someone. If I can take a phone meeting versus a Zoom meeting because I don't need the computer, I will straight up say, you know what? We don't need Zoom. I'm going to go for a walk while we talk. I agree. And I do that kind of stuff. Or I'm going to fold my – I don't tell them this, but I fold laundry and do dishes. I do it in my like, car
0: all the time. It's way better. Yeah, yeah. So like, I can do two things at once.
1: That's right, 100%. So, I mean, sometimes I'll take a East Coast call at 7 a.m. while I'm riding my spin bike. <laughs>
0: I I mean, like, in terms of, like, the podcast, like, I've done 500 and some episodes, I've never done one Zoom, because they suck, compared to this. Like, this is way better. Well, you can
1: listen, yeah, like, you you listen to it in your car, you don't have to look at it, but people still want video, believe it or not, and they still want a social interaction, a group-based experience, people still do. It's just, you know... But when it comes to exercise, it's so hard because it depends on where your stage of change is. If you're new at exercising and you're not in a, in a, if you're in like pre-contemplation and contemplation in terms of how ready you are to make a change for exercise, you do probably need to show up to get committed. But if you're someone like myself who is an action maintenance person give me the exercise and a nap and I'll just do it myself.
0: Yeah, I mean, our best people are you who are on there. But Ooh. there's
1: only like 25% of the population is that or less, 15
0: to 25%. Yeah, either have super dope home gyms and they can do it or they go to a gym and they're the crazy person who will do the stuff. Like At the gym. The, that well, we that's ask. good too. Yeah. yeah, but it's tough. I mean, I'm thankful for it. It's, it's awesome to have it, but it's just we're so integrated into it now. Like we're never going to, there's no backing out of it. This is, we're just here.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. But we're, but now we're trying to figure out a better way as we move forward, backtracking, but moving forward. Does that make sense? Like yeah. picking up the things that we forgot to do a better job of.
0: Cause it's like, if you read like Twitter or something, like if you go on Twitter today, it would make you feel like the world is going to end and everybody hates themselves. And it's I would all, never go on Twitter. It's arguing, you but it's like all arguing. And then you walk outside and go to CVS. No one's telling you, you suck shit. That's no, one's, right. no one's telling you who they vote for. Nobody like that doesn't exist at Safeway. That's right. But it does
1: in these ecosystems. Yeah. I mean, remember the days when you'd go out and do something, you come home and you check your answering machine to see who called you. Yeah. And I'd be well, like you... so pissed if like a dude I was waiting to talk to would call me on my machine and I was gone. Try to call him back, and he wasn't home. Well, you remember you used to you used to
0: answer the phone and not even know who was calling. You
1: would just pick it up. And also, I could only go so far on the phone because my cord had would a keep cord. Me.
0: We got the long ones eventually at my house. Oh yeah,
1: we had a long one.
0: And then cordless would take you a little further, but then it would cut out if you got too far That's away. That's right. But you would answer the phone and not know who called. Now I never answer it ever, and I'll see the name, and I'm like, you can just leave a message, and I will message you back when I'm ready
1: like I rarely ever do it. It's changed a lot. Yeah. Well, even text messaging has this undertone of like, why didn't you text me back? It's like, just because it's text and not a phone doesn't mean I have to text you back. And I've gotten better as I've aged and saying like, I'll get to that later. Like, and I'm, I'm not doing the best job of it that I could. I want to do a better job because you know, I'm, I'm really working on like now that I'm not with calm and, and Basically working for myself, it's not that I'm not with Calm, but now that I work for myself, it's like, it's been, I want to say two to three years since I've dropped my kids off at school every day. And now, and I remember they used to complain, like, how come everybody else has their parents dropping us off, but we have a nanny dropping us off, because I I'm was making working, money, kids. and my husband was working, and... Um, you like living in Scottsdale? <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> we don't live in Scottsdale. Well, we do, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, you live close. We live on the literally the line, Tatum. Yeah. That's the line in Greenway, so we're in Scottsdale. But anyway, um, but now, like, my husband and I alternate, and, like, we're dropping them off every day. It's like... So it's like not answering texts because my child is trying to tell me a story, and granted, it's boring and long. I don't really want to. Hear and there's it. no
0: point to it. And at there's all. no
1: point to it. And this text is way more entertaining. Yes. But I'm gonna put it down because I really care about what you have to say. Yeah.
0: Well, you're just we call it like be where you are, like just be That's present. Right. If you're there, just be well,
1: there. Well, and I I went on a I went on a trip like a month ago with my son, oldest son just. My younger son came too, but a couple of days later, and we were with my aunt and it was like so interesting because we weren't on the phone. My aunt's 80. I wanted to be present and spend time with her. She's a bit forgetful and I got to hang out with my son and my aunt and you know, at 13 and like, he's really a cool kid. and I like spent the whole week and God. Like, we never get to do that because, like, we're grocery shopping and then we got to get haircuts. And then, you know, like, da-da-da-da-da-da, there's always something. And there's a basketball game. And so it's, like, just two days of nothingness and hanging out with him. I'm like, God, he's – and he's actually really funny. And, like, it was really nice to be, you know, unattached from even just the normal day-to-day, day-to-day stuff. Yeah,
0: well, That's the thing, too, like, where it's, like, we – do you have hard I guess I'm gonna ask this? Do you have hard stops like with how you use the technology like at your house? Like for you? Like I mean, obviously working for yourself, like it can swallow you. Like it's way and I don't tell anybody this, people are like, Well, you know, you work for yourself, you never have to work. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? Like you'll never not work. Like it'll literally like it becomes uh, it's a prison sentence in, in a way. And I don't mean it that way. Like I'm super thankful. I would never want to work for anybody else. Like, but I said, I'm like, I signed my wife up for this prison sentence that she cannot get out of. Cause my name is on the building, like a dumbass, and everything revolves around me. Cause I'm not that bright. I go. So unless I put hard stops on it, that phone goes off all day. Like the app alone, I probably get 500 messages a day just on that. Like the whole feed is just and not even talking Instagram emails, whatever else. So like in my house, I'll get home. And my wife sometimes like, Oh, like, we'll snap this. I'm like, fuck these guys. They don't need to see what else I did for the day. I've given them enough. And my phone goes in the bathroom. That's where I sleep with it. That's where it is. It's just done. I'm like, I'm not going to return text or emails, whatever. Do you do that? Like for certain things? Because now you work for yourself. It's like, well, let me return this email. Let me get on this text. I'm like, You could do that to the second you go to sleep. And then the minute you wake up, right back to it again. Yeah.
1: I guess the interesting thing you learn I learn I'm learning is owning my own business is there's you know these people they the companies are paying me for uh you know fra- a a fraction of my time. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's made up shit. Like so 20% of my time, 10%, whatever. And so but I'm a very passionate person. I love what I do and so like Same here. one of the things I've learned, I have a business coach who was super expensive but I wised up and I was like hey you want to trade you need science and I need business coaching so (laughs) like a barter oh I it was an amazing idea but anyway I'm getting this coaching and she's just like she's I'm telling her about these she's she's like do you know what scope drift is Jen I'm like what is scope drift so it's basically like you tell somebody okay I'm going to work for you for 20 percent of my time and you're going to pay me this much money and when you actually go back, you're working like 40% of your time. That's scope drift. That's not what they're paying for you. Like, you have to get more money to work that much. And so I was noticing that with one of my companies, I'm working a lot more than I should be. And so it's like, and I'm just like, so this is the example of like, I have to, so yeah, technology goes off, but I also have to shut off the work that i'm doing in terms of related to that company because it's like hey i put in my time this week and not to be counting but like it's if it's I, disproportionate, I fu- exactly yeah so it's 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 disproportionate so it's like wow i was doing all this stuff it wasn't even and so it's like why am i doing this i keep on keeping on because i'm a i'm an achiever that's who i am but you have to like again it's okay to not do something and and do something for me so like some of the fraction of my time has to be spent on my llc which is called fit minded llc it's like that's where the time needs to be spent so first it for me it's been cutting off like the individual company in terms of like okay enough with this company i got to go on to this company or you know and divvying up my time but then yeah there's a hard stop it's like five o'clock is the end of a work day my kids are home from 3.30 till 5, I'm basically continually saying, I'm not done working yet. I'm not done working yet. Leave the office, please. I will talk to you about this at 5 o'clock, blah, blah, blah. But at 5 o'clock, it's like, I need to walk away. And so, yeah, the emails are off. I try to turn my computer off. The LinkedIn checking is over, the whole shebang. So I try to do as best as I can about 5, 5.30, done. No, no work happens. So...
0: Well, you say that, but I'm like, do, do normal people do that too? Like at their job? Like, think, like, hey. Yeah, it
1: depends on your job. Yeah, I my feel. My husband like, can. I feel my wife does that. Where oh, I'm like, dude, like, easy. You, you owe them this and that's it. That's right. I tell them all the time, you get paid 40 hours a week for your salary, which they didn't give you enough of a raise this year. So fuck that shit. Don't stay till six. That's what asshole. I say. Asshole. Come home. But like if you're work on my accounting, damn it. Yeah. But
0: if you were this, like, because my wife is an achiever personality too. And it feels like, well, if she doesn't, and again, at the end of the day, everything is sales basically. So it's like, if I don't, if I meet this goal, but not this goal. And then she's like returning some email to you name the company wherever it is at seven o'clock on a Thursday. And I'm like, why? Because, again, the world's becoming like, well, if she doesn't do it, they'll escalate it to this person and this person. Like, this is worth $15 million. And if I don't do this, and I'm like, but I feel companies take advantage of that for sure.
1: I mean, yeah, they. it's funny because- Naturally,
0: like, you're just going to if you get good people. No,
1: but if you look at Google, have you ever been to Google?
0: No, I've heard it's dope, though.
1: Okay, so I was at Google like, let's see, uh, maybe 10 years ago um, on the campus. And I was like, wow this shit is like Disneyland for work, like laundry, you know, like dry cleaner place to eat at every corner you could think of. And you just get the food like daycare, like name it. It was there. It's a campus. So it's like college on drug on steroids. Right. And I was like, this is amazing. I want to work for Google. Right. But if you think about it, it's a prison. They make it that way, they know so what they don't exactly, exactly, and so these companies too, they do this, and like I know they that it's like no pay, no, you don't have to take pay time off. You get as much yeah, pay time off as is, you want. What is with that fake but shit? But nobody takes the pay time off because it's like you will you get you fired. know you can you know you can do it and blah 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 and like when you do it's like so hard to walk away. I will say calm. Did a really great job. They would literally say, they would literally announce to the company, take time off. They would send out emails. They would say in the all hands meetings, take time off. I really appreciated that. They would also sometimes, this was with the original CEOs, they would say, the entire company is closing today because you're not going to take the time off. We're going to make it easier for you. That's actually pretty sweet. So then you don't have to worry that your team is still working and you're not. So they would like have, like, let's say it's Veterans Day. They would say, okay, let's take two days after Veterans. I'm just making something up. Yeah. Where the whole team shuts down. Those were pretty cool strategies that they used to get people to take care of their mental health. Um, And they did allow sabbaticals. And I saw people take three-month sabbaticals and come back to work. They didn't get fired in the end. That's rare, too. They came back to work. So
0: it's just, it feels like there's so much work for people to do. And that's like where, oh, take as much time off as you want, but you won't because you know, you're going to come back to this just nightmare of shit. And then you're behind. And that's the phrasing. I don't say that anymore. Cause it, what you realize is, especially if you work for yourself, there is no getting ahead or caught up or behind. It's just, it's like, the way I don't think of like weekends and weekdays, they're just fucking days, dude. And everything is just all one big thing Or my wife will phrase it like, well, I'm behind. I'm like, well, even if you get caught up one day, you're still behind.
1: Yeah. You got to think about it like that. But the weekday weekend thing I ha- like, and differently because you don't have kids. It's like, I-, I, I could easily like today I'm not getting much done. So it's like probably need to look at some stuff. Saturday, I definitely have some deadlines for Monday yeah. that I haven't done yet, so they'll get done this weekend. But I literally try, like, really hard not to do work on the weekend because, unless my my kids are outside playing and my husband's cleaning the pool, it's like, and I already worked out and I already meditated and I already did all the things, then I might sit down and I I actually want to be there. I'm inspired to be there. Yeah. Unless I'm inspired to be there, I should say. No weekends because I I have to have some time where I'm focused on my family, my house, my kids, um, my my dogs, like whatever it is. Normal people should. walking around on the far, to the farmers market with like nothing to do, you know, just yeah, going on a walk with a friend, whatever. Like just yeah, I, tr- I that weekend weekday thing. I know they're all days when you work for yourself. I agree, but just because my children are off, my husband's off, I kind of have to.
0: Well, like if it's your lifestyle. That's right. Like, that's like right. Where for me, I'm like, hey, if we can do something on a Wednesday, like, hey, let's go to Sedona and hike on totally, a Wednesday. Because totally. it sucks on a Saturday. Totally.
1: I, I'm with you on that. Like those 100%. things. Because like,
0: I'm like, I don't get to do, I mean, I can. I can do whatever the hell I want at this point. But I don't do a lot of normal people shit because I'm doing this stuff. That's right. But now I have the freedom to like, okay, well, let's do this on like a Friday or a Tuesday because the weekends will be way worse. It'll be slower. It's mm-hmm. this kind of crazy thing. Um, I'll go back to TikTok just because I thought about this. Okay, like China's TikTok is not the same as ours.
1: <laughs> I have no clue about China's TikTok.
0: They say like all the stuff that I've read about it because people will send us, "Hey, do you know like they're stealing all your data and whatever?" I'm like, well, "Yeah, see what I do. It's all boring fitness shit and my dog. Who cares?" <laughs> um, and I we're on TikTok for business. I think it's the dumbest thing. It's literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I don't understand it. Um, we post on it and I'll comment, but I don't. I'm starting to get But the, it's a business strategy for you. Yeah, it's for monetization and just, it's like planting seeds, see totally. which ones grow, whatever. Totally. And there's a ton of people that follow us on there, and I guess that's super great. Um, I don't follow anybody. I don't understand the feed. It seems too fast. It seems like it's just like a fucking, you know, a fire hydrant blew up and it's just blowing water everywhere. But all the stuff we read is that theirs is kind of curated in a way that feeds kids, not what we see here where ours is like this open source shit show of like, you can see basically everything and there they'll feed kids like, Oh, this is what a doctor does. This is what a scientist does. Like this On is TikTok? what TikTok. Yeah. Where it's like those how show. How do they know that though? I sh- guess
1: from their age when they go and, into it.
0: Yeah. Well, because like they control everything. Oh, but everything. this is in China. They control I'm everything. Like,
1: oh, is this in the U S maybe I should let my kids. No, no, no. <laughs> so there they control everything. So they'll show people like doing science experiments or people like, you know, just basically a YouTube kid concept. Like yeah. that's what my kids are watching. Like how to build a campfire. Yeah. Did you know that? it's like, oh, where our TikTok
0: is like, some right. girls shaking their ass, and that's your ten right. year old kids like, "What is this?" Thing? That's right. That's right. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, okay. And they like, if you're gonna like sabotage America, it's like a great fucking plan, right? Like, let me just feed you guys like all the shit, and let me feed you guys like this real yeah, stuff. Yeah, don't
1: even get me started. I'm
0: not. I'm not a fan of control, but I'm like, that seems like a real smart thing. So that's why I wonder. That's why I always ask the social media stuff because I know if I had it as a kid, it would have messed me up. Uh, oh, big time. Way worse than this. So, which I'll, I'll ask just because I have it here if you look at like all the apps, right, because we have all this stuff now. And I ask pretty much everybody this, like when you look at, let's say the 1970s, um, and then compared to today, like we're not healthier. We're actually way unhealthier. But then I think about like, when I'm a kid, there is no like, Whole Foods, there isn't like these health food stores, there isn't like a calm app, there isn't, you know, a Jeremy Scott fitness app, there's nothing. Yet we are on average just healthier people. And now we have all these gadgets. We have iPhones. We have the watches. We have all the apps. And you know, we're the unhealthiest we've ever been.
1: Like Yeah, because we still haven't solved the problem. You know what the problem is? Behavior change. But we don't know. There's no... Nobody, still, we haven't figured out how to do it. It's getting people to change their behavior. It's not, whatever we're doing is not working, people. No. It's definitely not working. And that's why all these added things and these monitors and everything, you still have to get people to make things a habit. You still have to get people to use them and engage with them beyond four to eight weeks because that's what happens with all these things. It's four to eight weeks is the average lifespan in terms of consistent use. And then it just drops off from there.
0: And that's like for everything, like your Peloton, your Peloton, your other bullshit, whatever it is.
1: It's crazy.
0: Well, it's like when you go to a personal development conference, like you'll get people. I told the story the other day. Like, I've been to all of them, um, gifted these tickets to different things. And I give the Tony Robbins example because I'm like in the front row with like fucking Oprah. And like, it's just, it's a, there's, I understand why he's a billionaire for one, um, just because of the business setup there, how they upsell, downsell, they get you really emotional. But they, yeah, they create this, it's almost criminal, but you can take a lot of good stuff from it if you want to make money. Um, which we put into our business. Sorry, everybody. But you watch them. They make like a Facebook group after the event's over. Right. And everybody in that Facebook group is super fucking jacked the first week. Yeah. Unlike anything I've ever seen, even more impressive than what I do on a smaller scale. I'm like, wow, this is like, this is real. And then the second week and the third week and by a month it's crickets, dude. And it's nothing. And it dawned on me. And I'm probably 27, 28. When I went there the first time I go, okay, this is really what it is. Like, people will do it for a little bit and then they completely let it go now when they're there the that's state right. their state has changed but when they go back to their normal life if they don't have this discipline to continue doing it i'm like nothing really changes and that's when everybody sends me like hey what do you think of this app or this supplement or this tool i'm like all that shit's great dude i'm like but at the end of the day like you have to do these basic principles yeah
1: so so like some when i first started doing research this is what i was doing because Again, like I said, my PhD is in exercise physiology, and I have my emphasis was in behavior change, and how do you get people to change their behaviors, and I was focused in women's health, and I developed an LLC called Fit Fit Minded. Basically, I've just kept the same name through all the different things it's done over the years, but um, I had this intervention, if you will, for exercise, but it was based on reading books, so I was literally on a Stairmaster at 24-Hour Fitness, and I'm like... So I had done some research, basically, that showed that women who had never been active before, I put them in a 12-week intervention, I gave them two weeks of different types of activities, you know, circuit training, spinning, walks, whatever, to introduce them to things that they might like, et cetera. I followed up with them a year later to see, after the 12 weeks, to see who was adhering or not adhering to whatever they figured out for their exercise. And most of them, as you would imagine, were not. But the ones that were still adhering said they were doing it for reasons related to their self-worth. They had decided that they were worth it and they were going to do it. So, I was thinking to myself that I'm onto to something here. like self-worth is a thing. It's not self-efficacy. Self-efficacy is the confidence in our ability to do a behavior. So our confidence to quit smoking, our confidence to exercise, our confidence to eat less sugar, whatever it is. It's the one behavior. yeah Self-worth is like the concept of ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, and it actually has four four or five dimensions. It's like emotional, social academic or educational and physical and if you think about the concept of self-worth we spend all of our fucking time in the physical what do we look like how much do we weigh what does everyone think about us what are we supposed to look like all the bullshit right and even how 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 much do we per, how well do we perform how many sit-ups can we do and how fast can we run and who has the best this and the best that all the physical side well, so we keep
0: stats we right. always okay own so, everything.
1: But there's three other concepts we're missing here. So what I did when I learned this from these women about self worth, I went back to the literature and I'm like, who started talking about the self concept of self, like self worth, self concept, um, concept of self? And it was way back in the 70s in the educational in the education literature. Nobody had really applied any of it to the to exercise and, and behavior change. So I said to myself, okay, if it's these four dimensions that are impacting how we feel about ourselves, these women are telling me it's because I chose, like I'm worthy enough, then if it wasn't the physical, it had to be one of those other dimensions that helped them. Emotional, academic, which I called educational and social. So I said to myself on the 24 Hour Fitness Stairmaster, how do I teach women those other three concepts through exercise, like it's impossible. So I, this was when Oprah was doing her book clubs and I'm like, oh my God, I should do a book club. So I started a book club in Omaha, Nebraska with 20 people. I put in, I had the newspaper in Omaha. I know you talk shit about Nebraska. Just kidding. Omaha's but
0: Omaha's great. Everybody.
1: I, <laughs> Warren Buffett lives there. Um, so anyway, I, I. College World the, Series. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The, the paper did a story on this. I was looking for 20 women. The paper did a story on it, and I shit you not, this was before cell phones and pagers and all that. Um, Good old but days. But like, I had an office phone. I came to my office, and the little red dot was off. I had two hundred, over two hundred messages from women who wanted to be part of my book club to start focusing on their self worth. I could not believe it. So after that intervention, I grew it across Omaha over the next, you know, five years. I trained graduate students in exercise physiology on theories and behavior change to get people to do this and they would go to coffee shops and libraries and these women would come they would get assigned a book to read and they would come weekly to discuss the book topics the book topics were things to help them they were just normal books but we took the information and changed into like how do we feel better about ourselves and we did not do anything about weight we didn't weigh them. We didn't say like you need to lose weight. And we in fact said if you're here to lose weight or to look better, you're not here for the right reason. You should be here to figure out what behaviors you need to change to feel better about yourself. And in the it's published. These are all published studies. Decreases in body mass index, um, increases in physical activity, like the number of steps going from like six thousand to twelve thousand as the average. Yeah. Like legit findings all based on this self-concept so when we talk about behavior change i'm still a firm believer in figuring out where your value is in yourself to make the change because you might be psychotic crazy whatever but you have a certain level of value of of like how you want to be you value that enough to continue to fucking eat like a crazy dude and like have your diet that works for you and all that things. But bottom line, you're following what's right for you. I am a woman who has been exercising since I was 16. My problem is taking a rest day. I will always be like that because I. it's part of taking care of me. It helps me feel good. I can take a week off and eat healthy and not related to weight. It doesn't fucking feel good it's part of my self-worth and who i am is like being strong being capable like that's just that's how i value it so if it's raining outside or even if i'm under the weather if i don't have a temperature i'm moving my body it might not be squatting might just be walking but something but i'm moving my body so like that's what i'm saying it comes down to like our and you go back to psychedelics I was so in, I was so in touch with my inner being and who I really am. And we let the ego, the physical self get in the way of that shit. And we're not willing to do the work that it takes to make these longer lasting changes. And I believe it comes down to how you feel about yourself.
0: Well, and that's because most people have science to back it up. (laughs) Well, most, because most people get started in the space where it's like, well, I just want to look better. I mean, obviously, the biggest thing, if you want to talk about, like, what do we discriminate? Of course. Like, how do we discriminate in the world? Well, if you're super beautiful, like, life is just fucking better, dude.
1: But And not to say that uh, I'd be lying to say I don't care about my looks, but, like, all this exercise has not gotten me the 10-pack that my son wants and the, like, the slim silhouette. It's just gotten me strong and able to, like, go to Disneyland and walk from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., no problem, right? Like, those are things that matter. That's quality of life stuff, so.
0: Yeah, it's weird that that's, well, how do do people get that, though? Like, do they get from, because we don't sell it that way. Like, nothing's framed that way. Like, but people just continue to buy gadget after gadget after gadget. Instead of
1: fixing the internal problem, it's the inside of the machine. It's not the outside of the machine. It's called loving yourself. It's called, I mean, I hate to be like, you know, But like it's having a a practice of like getting in touch with you. It doesn't have to be seated meditation. It doesn't have to be yoga. It can be walks and exploring the leaves and like anything that quiets your mind and gets you in touch with you that shuts you off from all the social media, that shuts you off from all the shit that's layer upon layer upon layer that keeps you from intuition.
0: And the people we see here do the best. Typically they're doing it for like the internal reasons of like, well, I want to be healthy. Like, and I want to feel better and I want to move better. And then self-confidence comes from that. And there's a lot of things. And rarely do the people who come in here just like, why well, need to lose? Like, and again, if you got to lose a hundred pounds, like you got to lose a fucking hundred pounds. It is what it is. I go, but it's not just losing a hundred pounds because you become a different person by doing that. Like everything changes. Like but oftentimes the vanity driven stuff is like easy come, easy go. Well,
1: and that's why people lose weight and gain it and lose weight and gain it and lose weight and gain it. Because they haven't figured out about, you know, it's like this, this, um, you know, this feeling of self and like connecting with yourself. It's like, and I am, I am not saying that this is a hundred percent easy and I'm not saying that I don't have some of the same stuff. So this is not meant anyway. but like I'm able to literally when i'm so my one of my favorite snacks is that Himalayan gold buddha popcorn you know that I've you seen, probably don't i've seen it you don't eat that shit but maybe your wife does probably not i she don't she likes
0: know, the um smart pop probably she re- never buys it anymore we used to buy the like the boom chicka pop remember okay. that shit
1: okay so it's the same concept as that it's a it's, it's a shit. buddha and it's like made with like like there's two ingredients literally and it's fucking so good i love that popcorn and yeah. i love popcorn and so um i will sometimes have popcorn for a little snack i'm literally hungry and i'll be like i just want to eat something salty and whatever but i am also hungry so i'll eat the popcorn but sometimes i just eat the popcorn to eat the popcorn but believe it or not whether i whether i regardless i do it but i am completely aware 110 percent, when i'm eating the popcorn just to eat the popcorn not to not because I'm hungry, like, and I will say to myself, Jen, you're eating this just to eat this. And sometimes that'll be enough that I'll put it away. And other times I'm like, fuck it. But at least I'm completely aware because I'm in touch with what's going on. Right. So then there's like, I can't beat myself out for that shit. I had a choice. I was aware. Right. Like I love sweets, candy, Halloween, like, you know, all that stuff, but it's, The taste of it for me is it's like it's not worth it for like how I want to feel. So all this Halloween candy has been sitting in my house for, you know, since before Halloween. And literally, if you combine all the little tastes I've had, I've probably had three whole pieces of candy. That's pretty fucking good. That's impressive, yeah. Because it's like not if I'm going to do that, I'd rather do it with something else, but it's also like, I it's
0: not good I value, enough.
1: but yeah, but I also value like how hard I've, I work and like, you know, and I'm trying to work on my emotional self and my social, like, so there's other things that come into play that, you know, that's why I'm making the decision. So it's, you just have to get to a place where you're making decisions from, from your insides.
0: Well, and it's you're gonna it's a battle most people are gonna lose, at least when they start. But you'll win enough over time if you do it. It's not like I don't do the same things, like I have internal conversations all day, like, well, this would be way easier to just go eat a fucking pizza and drink, you know, five beers today. But I know and again, I'm not gonna have eaters remorse and drinker's remorse. That ship sailed a long time ago. Like I'm gonna look the way I fucking look and that's just how it's gonna be. But I'll feel shitty the next day. And so for me I'm like, Well, I know if I eat this today, as great as it is in the moment tomorrow I'm gonna to feel like a bag of shit. So I'm not gonna be as motivated. I'm gonna feel gross. I'm not gonna get as much work done. There's all these negative things that are gonna happen. So I can sell myself in the moment. I'm like, okay, this would be fun now. I go, but, and if I could have self-control doing it, like only just eat a pizza pizza, but who the fuck does that? So it's like, I just opt not to do it. And then I lived, and then you build the confidence from that. And the next day, and the next day, and the next yeah. day. And so you're mindful, and I don't always win the battles
1: more often than not sure. But the, the other concepts of self that like I was exploring was like academic educational. And I actually, I created the tool to measure these things. Like I hired a, you know, biostatistician where we, we did all the stuff. We have an actual tool to measure it now, but like, so it was, so education was part of it. So like, you know you have to educate yourself enough to be able to be successful right so like don't go to the gym and just get on an elliptical and start moving like that doesn't make sense spend the money and get educated about what's going to work for you so you have a sense of like again you know you're working towards something and you're educating yourself and then there's social self-worth like how are you in your social relationships taking care of yourself like are they are they promoting or de- defleeting or, or defeating like what you're what you're doing? Like you have to think about that. Like I know.
0: Like if you got assholes in your life.
1: Well, yeah, or just you know, like I know when I go to like this family's house, they're not gonna have a healthy appetizer. It's gonna be, you know, junk, and they're gonna drink too much, and like so, it's like okay, I I prepare myself for that, right? Like I I think about that, like okay. You know, I'll eat this way because then I'll have a few chips or whatever. But again, that's my own choice because of how I want to feel. And also, I will show up there with like my own beverage because I'm not gonna drink what they're drinking, but then I can enjoy it. And when I say that, it's like usually a spindrift. I love spindrift. so i'll I'll sip on a spindrift. that's I'm totally fine with that, right? So I you know, but also, who are you surrounding yourselves with? you know, like, again, are they? The smokers and the drinkers and you don't want to be smoking and drinking then why are you hanging out with them or or people that lift you up or people that are honest with you those kinds of things and then there's the emotional side which is again getting in touch with your inner being and who you really are and what you really desire and and making sure you're practicing something to take care of your emotions right and how you're feeling and being aware so like, those are all part of the self-worth. But we don't focus on that. We focus on the physical. And so these book clubs, that's all we did was focus on those things. So how do you teach that? You, it's really difficult to do. Like, So you go back to what we were talking about with B2B and organizations and offering a, a calm app, right? Well, where's the social part of that? The organization as a whole should be supporting what's going on for that behavior.
0: Well, it's tough to like. Let's if I do it from like our space, like we try to, we similar thing. Like we talk about fitness and all four pillars here physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. You can name them whatever, but mm-hmm. they're all the same thing. When we create stuff, um, the physical stuff does the best in terms of engagement, likes, of comments, course. attract size. Of course. It's Jeremy, half naked, in the sun, sweaty, super fucking cool. I can just be talking. <laughs> You know, this is the truth, though. Like, people think, do I really exercise that way? No, I don't fucking do that. Like, this is what I wear to work, and I'm going to work out when you leave, and I'll wear a t-shirt, and I'm not going to be out here, like, you know, in my fucking underwear jumping around. I go, but that's welcome (laughs) to the game, bro. Uh, But I'll share that, and it will do great, and we know that from my time at Men's Health and just looking at analytics. But if I share something where I'm just talking, which I think is much more important, and it might be for... Nobody
1: wants to do that.
0: It does... 10% 10% of what the other stuff does, right. even though if you listened to this and just did this, you don't need to see me do more exercise. That's right. Like I got an, there's enough out there for, of me and everybody fucking else, but this does terrible. So it's like, we try to frame, I can sprinkle it in a not. Now I can kind of sell anything, but it's harder because like I do think that matters more. And I want to share this, but you guys aren't paying attention to that. You're only paying attention to this and you think this is what will get you there. And that will too. You've got to work your ass off for sure. But if you're missing these other pieces, you're never going to continually do this one thing. And that's the hard part. It's like trying to frame it to people and give it to them in a way that they're willing to accept it. Because we think like, wow, I just, I'll get this app, I'll get on this bike and I'll eat this shitty diet and like that will work. I'm like, yeah, it'll work for like a month, dude, but not long term. And that's the tough place to mm-hmm. be in. because we're trying to sell that to people who are already too busy and already have too much to do. But there
1: they're... are but there are behavioral strategies that you can use that are based on behavior change theory that I base that I used for the book club to get these women to do these things. I mean, I had women moving, moving so they could walk their kid to school every day because now walking was the biggest part of their life, like big time revelations of, yeah. of things that people do. And I know you probably see the same thing. But it's like...
0: But they have to be ready for that.
1: Right. But yeah. but, but the other part of this, like, so, so you have someone that comes into your app and they do the trial and then they never sign up. Losers. <laughs> They're at a certain stage of readiness versus the people that try it and then sign up. They're at a certain stage of readiness. True. Versus, okay, so you have, I, I, I mean, this is science all day, let's go. But like, yeah. you have like probably three different stages of readiness using your app. The, the, the trial, the like move in, but like, uh, and then the people that do it all the time, like you have those it's three basically groups. the
0: trial, the monthly and the yearly, if you're right. talking from a monetary but then if point.
1: you, right. No, no, no. But, but if you look at like how they're using it, oh, you yeah. know, right. So, so then if you want, so you make your money on the people that go from the trial to actually paying monthly yep. or yearly, right. If the, if the people who are paying monthly don't ever come, doesn't matter. You're still making a check. Yep. Right? So so once you get them past the paywall, that's great. But you can use strategies to get them past the paywall. There are yep. behavioral things that you can do to get people to get past the paywall to end up in the monthly or yearly payment
0: the the basic uh, our turn rate like we're like eighty nine percent typically we'll do the trial and then stay on which is stupid high but what's typically not cold traffic it's someone who's watched me you know yeah n- yeah that's n- going yeah make it for years yeah. and shit or you're, listen you're, to the podcast yeah exactly but the thing the engagement that tends to be the best is when they have shorter durations there's this these external carrot motivators for them to do something even though to me again I don't operate my brain is different because I do I'm on the other side. They're on the other side of the curtain. Hey, we'll do this. We have a 30 for 30 challenge going. It's bonkers. I mean, how jacked people are now. I share all my weekly shit anyway. So there's a 365 challenge, and essentially that's what we're all doing. Is and that's really what we don't sell anything here. I market, and you know whatever you want to buy, you buy. But really, what I sold, and I joke because I had a lady. She just finally moved, and she's been with me for 10 years, and was texting me yesterday. She's got to go, and I jokingly message her back. I'm like, well, let me check your early cancellation, uh, on your membership. Cause I, I swear you signed an 11 year membership here, which is a fucking joke, obviously, but that's really what we sell here. You're gonna have to work out and eat right till you're fucking dead. And except I can't frame it that way. Cause no one will buy into it. But if we do these short increments, huge spikes and engagement and something, well, this is something new. It's and yeah, it is, but of course, no, but
1: that's part of, that's part of strategy is like giving people like, um, you know, incentive based, like you're giving you're giving prizes, right? And oh, like, give them a free trip. And having competitions, people love that. That's the social pieces yeah. of the digital stuff that that we need to do a better job with, so people stay engaged, right? There, there is actual evidence to suggest that like incentivizing can help not necessarily long-term but if you talk about the people who you want to bring over on the other side of the paywall it's like that's extrinsic motivation but you hope that eventually it's intrinsically motivated right like you literally can see a switch from extrinsic to intrinsic but to get someone to get motivated and get going it's got to be extrinsic because they don't have the intrinsic yet it's just not there so eventually they're rewarded externally enough that they're like, oh, wow, I don't breathe heavy when I walk to the mailbox anymore. Shit, I should keep working out. That turns into the intrinsic stuff because they're starting to see what's happening or they look in the mirror. And again, it's on the physical side, so I don't like to beef that up too much. But maybe but it could be like... It might start there. No, no, 100%. 100%. And that, that's why it's like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Do I do I exercise to lose weight or do I lose weight and then start like, it's like, it's a, it's a touchy feely thing there because, um, we base all of it on like weights, weight, how much we weigh, what do we look like?
0: And we try to, we try to educate the opposite or how we do it is, you know, we, basically sell them what they want and then we give them what they need once they're inside. That's right. So once I have you, I mean, I have to capture you somehow. That's basically the, for the naked shit. That's how we built the business off of me. Um, and it's fucking weird. I go, but if you don't stop and see that, you're not going to ever know what we really do here. We can never really help you if we can't get your attention. And the world is inundated by it over and over and over. But once they come inside, yeah, we sold you on like the workouts or whatever, but really we can now teach you the things we need to teach you.
1: hundred percent. That
0: was just the draw. And that's our hope is typically, that's why so many people I think stay because eventually we can, I don't want to say like convert them into like believers. How many
1: followers do you have on Instagram?
0: Uh, 400 and some thousand, I don't know. That's pretty good. So a uh, lot.
1: Do you know uh, Stacy at the Physiofix? I've had her on the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's good. So I will say, like, not to plug somebody else, but she's different. She's not doing what you're doing at oh, all. no, you no. You guys she, aren't comp- she's competitors. She's great. We've had yeah. her on the pod. I'll oh, yeah, plug yeah. her all day. She's yeah, fucking so, awesome. No, totally. So she, um, I had a 50%, like, I had an x-ray, whatever. Um,
0: I send people to her. I
1: had a 50% tear, my rotator cuff, and frozen shoulder. And this was like i don't know over two years now but literally like i was getting worse over time and i couldn't i it was a year of doing no push-ups no anything and i finally went to her and god damn it it was so painful the the year two years that i spent like so painful but it was either have surgery to fix the tear but then i still have to go to physical therapy anyway or Try to fix it on my own with physical therapy before I go to surgery. For sure. And the surgeon said to me, "I'll just go in there, clean it up, and then you go to the PT." And I'm thinking to myself, "I'm gonna end up in PT anyway, so I might as well try it on my own." Yeah. So I saw, I I found out about her, I went to her. I had to work my ass off, and like I was consistent. Of course, I'm an exerciser, so like she told me to do something, I fucking did it. Yeah. Her app, I followed it every goddamn day. I did so many things for my goddamn shoulder. I mean I used to do these angel things on the wall that it was like I was literally crying the whole time to now I just whip my arm around it's like it's like a rubber band you yeah. know I'm I told you I'm bench pressing I have not one I'm Chaturanga like no I my Chaturanga is so strong and it's all from working with her and the things that she the thing that I love about her is that her physical therapy is not like uh oh, uh oh, oh, you know doing the thing with the arm and then the band and then you're done she's like you know, low back. She's like, "All right, bitch, you're gonna squat." You know, I'm like, "No, I'm not squatting. My back hurts." Yes, you are squatting. Here's a box. You're gonna box squat. And I'm like, "Fuck." And I got so strong, and that's what made me ready to do this stuff I'm doing with my trainer now. is working with Stacy. She's
0: good, man. Well, she she tore her. And
1: she's such a good person. Oh, dude, love her.
0: She came in. I think she brought her intern too.
1: I still go see her just to have like checkups, and I still use her app every like. I totally use her apps because well, she day. ruptured her, her Achilles. Yeah. Going up a, a wall. At I watched thing across watched the street it. from my house. <laughs> I watched
0: it on video. I'm like, cause then I saw it and I'm like, I didn't know it was her at first. Cause I saw the clip where they, someone did the, whatever that test is where they squeeze and I'm like, fuck dude, your shit is gone. And then I rewatched again. I'm like, Oh, that's you. You filmed yourself rupturing your own Achilles, which is fucked up. But now she's back. I do. She had
1: to do it twice.
0: Yeah. Cause she had like a partial like re that's. That's like not She's away. had
1: so many surgeries. Because she lifts heavy, dude. I know.
0: Like, she she joked when she was here, like, she's, like, from that powerlifting world of if it's more than five reps, it's, like, cardio. Oh, and so like, she,
1: she would have me, uh, like, that's also, you know, I switched it up a little bit because I was, like, doing three reps. And I'm, like, I'm so, in my mid-40s. So, I'm pretty sure I don't need to do just three reps because it was so heavy. And then I started to see little things, like, my wrists were hurting me. And, like, I'm, like... Okay, let's back it up. We're going eight to 10. And I'm, I'm in a good sweet spot right now. Like I feel like I want to tell every woman on the street, if you're in your 40s, you should do eight to 10 reps and just do the most you can. I like build like three sets the first week, four sets the second week, five sets, no, four sets the third week, five sets, and then I take a deload week. I keep doing that. But then I change the exercises. So it's like every month I'm changing the exercises. It's pretty cool.
0: And if you guys feel good too, like if you look at like whether the goal is strength or if it's like hypertrophy, right? If they look at now all the the analysis you can find, basically between five reps and 50 reps relative to failure. So as long as you're close to failure, I'm like, for me, and again, we always think of like load as the variable. Well, fuck, it's got to be this heavy, this heavy. I go, well, what if I just took half the load and I increased the, the time under tension or the range of motion? I go, can I not elicit the same result? And again, I can crush the tissue, which is most likely going to come back. I go, but these joints only only have so much life. Eventually, they're gone. That's right. And like, okay, if you're 90, okay, I guess that's fine. I go, if you're 45, bro, you think a hip's going to last you 50 fucking years?
1: I know. I'm starting to see. I'm starting to feel some stuff from yoga, from, you know, 12 years of yoga. Uh, you know, I, I've definitely well because you guys don't over...
0: do like when you say yoga, you mean like yours is more extreme than like oh, if yeah. I go like if I go to core power, I'm basically gonna do like half bodybuilding poses and just like look yes. at myself in the mirror. That's what I'm saying. Like you do it like this hard shit. I'm like, power, I'm power yoga,
1: ashtanga, like it's legit. I'm doing mobility
0: there. Yeah, so I... it's
1: uh, yogi John. It's modern yoga. Don't you know him too? Yeah, I feel like. should have him on the show.
0: We know him all. We've had who? Who did I have before? Uh, what is it, Dave Romanelli?
1: oh yeah yeah we had him on. Dave's my buddy he's fucking we're great working on an app to, we're working on an app together for cancer for kids with cancer oh because his kid yeah well she um Cooper she's good yeah she's done we're going to her party next weekend for to oh. celebrate her um being done with cancer
0: yeah because I had him on and I didn't know this either because I've known Ian um forever spiritual gangster oh yeah but I didn't know Dave was part of that until he came on the podcast I'm like oh fuck like, I've been to Ian's house. Like, we know all this shit. Like, that whole circle so is... So you
1: probably know my psilocybin person, but we're not going to say names because it's oh, not sorry. legal. Well,
0: because, like, my, one of my best friends is married to Jacqueline Collier, and Jacqueline was around forever. She was at Sumit's Forever. Mm. Um, she's in that whole circle. John, uh, Anton, the mm. whole... Everybody. It's a small world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alyssa, John's a
1: really good friend of mine. Do you
0: know Alyssa Spencer? you No.
1: Alyssa, yeah, she's the one that introduced us like oh, a that long it? time ago. Yeah. Dude, I've met she the... takes John's class with me. We're always in at John's together. Oh yeah. She's a psychopath. Oh she's, she's great. She's awesome. She works out a lot too.
0: She's like on her MetCon. She's won our Metcon like twice on Sunday. I still
1: need to come to the Saturday thing.
0: Saturday's fine.
1: I'll i I'll make it one day. Sunday
0: you die. Saturday you will be fine.
1: Sunday I die. Now so, I'm gonna be here on a Sunday. Sunday's rough, bro.
0: Why? Uh it's just we just do stupid shit. It's just like the scale is just so big. Like the like, like
1: handstands and shit. Oh no, no, no,
0: no. All like all like safe safe stuff. But like if you like say the assault bike or something. Like if you've ever ridden it before. I, I have one. Yeah. So it'd be like, okay, we'll start off and say do, you know, two hundred cows in the assault bike to start and then we'll go. And then you're like, Okay. That's easy. This gets rough. Yeah. You can I can come. do that. Yeah, no, you'll be fine. It's just the worst.
1: I, ha- now I really have to do it when you're there to make sure you see that I can do oh, it. Oh, you no, know, I
0: work out in all of them. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. the only one that I don't coach. It's like where I we should just... bring my
1: husband. Oh, yeah. He has a little belly. He's a little unflexible. He's been doing yoga for a while and he still can't straighten his legs. He'll be fine. It's just the,
0: <laughs> the scale of it is just, it's just a lot. Um And that's we, cool. and it's the only thing we do here that's competitive. So it's like, you'll be riding next to everybody else. And it's like. We all kind of we're stupid, but it's a sun on Sundays. Eight o'clock. Yeah, see this belt? I had this is like ten pounds. I made it, and so oh, the yeah. winner the winner gets this. We give him like tea. we do prizes for all this. It's gotten way out of control. I'll show you Alyssa's pictures on the wall outside. That's cool. Um, it's gotten out of control, but yeah, um, you got a balance, don't
1: you? Yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um, no.
0: Okay, so tell these guys. Um, I'll bring you back like always. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. I think your brother's gonna come back on too, because he messaged me.
1: Uh, you know why? Because he's probably jealous that I'm on here. Well, it was like because <laughs> I go, I'm going back to Jeremy's podcast. He's like, you are. Yeah. I go, yeah. He heard I left calm, and he's like, you left calm. Let's go. Come back to the podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, because he like he messaged. I must mess- have mess- posted something, and you know him. Like he's very, he's just out there. Like, his, half his Instagrams like, flowers and shit, and like, God knows what he's doing. But, I'm like, I remember, I, I supposed to be like, oh, we should talk about this, like, how to calibrate and this. I'm like, I don't really know what you're saying right now, but, like, yeah, dude, it's all the same shit I vibe with. Let's talk about it. Um, but where do these guys um, find you at or, or see your stuff? Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, Jen Huberty, PhD, um, is my website, and also LinkedIn. Those are the two best places, but... Yeah, Instagram, po- Jen Huberty, whatever. But that's all personal stuff. I don't post work stuff.
0: You post all like, what do you post on LinkedIn? Just, all like the um,
1: just like all the science I'm doing, the companies I work with. Like Curio just announced me yesterday and um, last week. Bend Health, the um, mental health the kids company, uh, announced me. And so people announce slowly that they're working with me on there. But I just talk about the science we're doing. And um, I actually just hired someone to start posting for me and oh, no shit. brand you know working on my brand a little bit and you know like I said I'm I'm the head of marketing on a product and content and yeah. sales and like I used
0: to do all the roles like, too what the
1: hell I'm just a scientist over here trying to figure this out but it's fun it's totally fun I I, I love it and
0: well, yeah. if it's yours too like you'll learn enough of the stuff to be dangerous and then the things that you really hate you just offload or that's right but you'll always like like I, I would never let any post buddy post like on my shit
1: because oh yeah they'll develop it and I'll edit it and then it goes on like she's doing the content today and she'll make it pretty and with my branding stuff oh yeah. that someone developed for me so she's using templates but yeah I read all content there's no way anything's getting because it's yours yeah and i'll post it myself but she's helping
0: like monica does some stuff for me now just because she's been with me for eight years and so basically she just it's it's what i'm she just makes it look prettier than i would
1: i think my biggest thing is like 60 days in and i already have a part-time employee that's pretty good uh yeah i was probably like three years in So so yeah i'm super excited you're ahead of me
0: so, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, I'll, I'll put all the stuff in the show notes. These guys oh, yeah, can yeah. find it there. Uh, we'll snap a picture and we'll get you out of here. Um, thanks, dude. This no is good, problem. Yeah, always. I love it. It's fun. Uh, if you guys, again, app, you guys can get a week for free. Check it out. If you want a sample of Athletic Greens or anything else in the show notes, you guys hit me up. I'm happy to send it your way. Um, give her a follow. I'll put all of her stuff in the show notes. We'll get her back on uh, before like always uh and again thank you guys as always and until next time eat well train hard be nice people and please you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to i'll talk to you soon peace